thank you for watching today on our website here at YouTube or either on Facebook. If you would like to be generous today and donate towards our church or give your tithe and offering, you can do so on our website. You can also do uh, sending snail mail to the church, our address, as well as call the church office and speak with our administrative secretary, and she will be able to take your information. Either of those ways of giving would be great. We would love for you to continue your generosity towards North Wahala Church. We are so thankful that you give to us week in and week out, and we know that the Lord blesses us because his word declares to us that when we sow, that he would rebuke the devourer off of our seed. That is the promise of God. So let's pray together real quickly over your giving, that the Lord would bless you, that he would take care of you, and that he would exponentially move upon your finances as you give. Father, we love you today. God, thank you for the opportunity that we have to give towards our church. And Lord, we pray right now that in Jesus' name that you would rebuke the devourer, that Lord, you would bless the, everyone who gives and donates and does all that they do in this church. Father, we thank you that you're gonna take care of your house Lord, your word declares that, that you will take care. This is your church. And Lord, you said that the gates of hell would not prevail against your church. Even in a pandemic, God, you will still take care of your church. And we thank you for that and bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah.
Grab your Bibles real quickly and turn with me to Exodus 15, Exodus 15 and verse 22, and then we're going to look at Isaiah 53 and verses 4 through 5 in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 53 and verses 4 through 5, but first we're going to look at Exodus 15, and then we're going to go to Isaiah 53, Exodus 15, Isaiah 53 is where we're going to look at today as we get into the word in the next few moments. Exodus 15 and verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out to the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Merah, they could not drink the waters of Merah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ears to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Isaiah 53 and verses 4 through 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Last Sunday I began a new series with you talking about who Jesus is. Last week, we talked about that Jesus is the sympathetic Savior. We talked about how that, that Jesus is the Savior who loves to redeem you right where you are. 
that he doesn't come to you expecting you to change before you ever get into his grace, but he comes to you right there in the middle of your sin and says to you right where you are that you can live changed, that you can live holy, that you can live righteous, that he picks you up as he did the adulterous woman in John 8, that he picks you up right there and says, go and sin no more. We talked about how that he is, he sympathizes with us in the midst of our sin, but he doesn't leave us there, but he picks us up and changes us and transforms us and then declares to us that you can go and sin no more. Today, I want to speak to you simply on this, that Jesus is the healer. It's interesting that Uh, This sermon series is leading up to Easter and that we are in the middle of a pandemic that we are in with the coronavirus. It's interesting that I would be preaching a message like this. It would fall on this Sunday when we are not having service, when we are in a place where we've had to call off church for two weeks as the government has asked us to do. See, It's easy to talk about and to believe that Jesus is the Savior and that he saves you from sin. It is easy to believe that that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life because it's just easy to believe those things. But when you start talking about healing and you start talking about people being supernaturally healed in their bodies. You start talking about blind eyes opened and deaf ears open. You start talking about God healing cancer and God doing all of this, it automatically, people start getting squirrely and they start going crazy because you don't have to worry about seeing the Lamb's Book of Life right now. It is a far off thing. You don't have to worry about your sins any longer because the moment you believe that Jesus has saved you, it is there at that moment where you know that your sins have been washed and knowing that your sins have been washed, you don't worry about them anymore. But healing is different. It's a different thing when you are suffering with an ailment. It's a different thing when you are suffering with a broken heart. It's a different thing when you've got emotional scars. It's a different thing when you suffer with a mental illness. For somebody to say to you that Jesus is the healer and you're having to maintain this sickness day in and day out, struggling over the fact, struggling over your faith, struggling over all these things because somebody looks at you and says, Jesus is the healer. However, the physical aspects of your reality doesn't negate the fact that Jesus is still the healer. And that he's still sovereign over everything we face in our bodies, in our minds, and in our emotions. The children of Israel that we read here in the story in Exodus 15. They had watched as Moses came and spoke to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. They had watched as God delivered nearly three million of them, or three to four million, some scholars say. They have watched as God has brought them out of Egypt, and as the Egyptians let them go. But they've also watched as God brought them to the Red Sea, and then it was there at the Red Sea that they didn't know how they were going to get over, but God separated the Egyptians and the children of Israel by fire. They have watched as God has done all of this. They have watched as Moses stretched his rod out, and the moment he did, the Red Sea split open, 
and they walked across on dry land. They have watched all of this, but now all of a sudden they have been brought out into the desert place. They have been brought out into the wilderness. And now that they have been brought out, now all of a sudden they have been brought to a place needing water, but the waters are too bitter for them to drink and would make the stomach sour. They knew this, but they needed drinking water. The Bible says that the waters were so bitter there in Merah that that they didn't know how that they were going to be able to drink, how they were going to filter it, how that they were going to uh, take this water, but they knew that they were thirsty. And because they found this water, the Bible says that they needed drinking water, and in doing so, Moses was shown a tree by the Lord, and that tree is what made the waters sweet. Today, I want to preach to you about the issues of life and about how that you need healing, how that there are moments that bitter waters flow out of your life and bitter waters flow into your life, whether it be a physical ailment, whether it be a broken heart, whether it be a hurt so deep that nobody else knows about. I believe today that God wants to heal you right where you are. I believe that even though you've got bitter waters that you've been brought to, that you've got bitter waters of a physical ailment, that you've got bitter waters of an emotional ailment, that you've got bitter waters of a broken heart, of a broken life, I declare to you today in the name of Jesus that you can be healed that he is still Jehovah Rapha, he is still the Lord your healer, and he's still in the business of taking that which is bitter and making it sweet and turning it around and allowing you to find his grace like never before. So the first place that I think that God wants to do today is that God wants to heal your hurt. God wants to heal your hurt. What do you mean by that, pastor? I mean this. Life hands us all sorts of things when it comes to hurt. You can go home and the people that you live with be the people that hurt you the most, your family. You can find out that your job will hurt you. It'll hurt you real bad when your job shuts down like most places have done now. And you may be one of the ones that your job has closed. And because your job is closed, they have ceased paying you over the next two weeks, your job hurts. It may be that your past haunts you and because your past haunts you, there are so many things in your past that has about destroyed you that because your past haunts you, it hurts you and you don't know what to do about it. You've got all kinds of hurt that is going on every day and happening all over and around you because guess what? Hurt happens. But if you live long enough on this earth, I've learned this very fact that if you live long enough, you will experience some kind of hurt. The children of Israel were hurt. They were hurt that their life was erupted by a sudden deliverance. They were hurt because God had brought them out. They were hurt because now they had been led out into the wilderness, into the desert places, and they were thirsty, and they were hurt at Moses. They were hurt at the leadership. They were hurt by the decrees of Pharaoh. They were hurt because of all of these different things. And so many times, you and I are just like the children of Israel. We get hurt, and we find ourselves hurt living at a place with nothing but bitter waters, that we're wanting something sweet, that that we're needing a drink, 
But the hurt keeps showing up and it keeps bringing up all of these things and we keep finding ourselves living with bitter water. All because of a hurt. Too many times we allow our hurts to trap us in the place of bitterness. Whereas God wants to take out the tree. What tree is that? God wants to take out that great tree, the tree that Jesus died on for you and I. That tree. God wants to bring out that tree and apply that tree to your life. And when he applies that tree to your life, then that which was bitter can be made sweet in an instant and it, you will find yourself hurt. You will find yourself a feeling overshadowed by your hurt. But hallelujah, when you go to the cross of Christ, when you go to the tree, thank God that God in his infinite wisdom will allow you to feel healing from your hurt and God will take that tree and apply it to your life and the place that was bitter will be touched by the blood of Jesus and when it's touched by the blood of Jesus hallelujah it can be made sweet because the tree that God has revealed to us it was carried up to Golgotha on the outside of Jerusalem it was carried there and placed there and planted there. There was a seed that was hanging on this tree. That seed was planted in the ground. But thank God as we approach Easter, we celebrate the bursting forth of that seed out of the ground when the stone rolled away and Jesus came out who was the one that, that is our seed, who was that first one that rose up from the dead so that you and I can be victorious over every hurt that we would ever face. If you've got a hurt this today, all you've got to do is go to that tree, the cross. And you can place your hurt right there on the cross. You can get to the place where the king who broke forth out of the tomb can heal you and help you in the middle of your hurt. Not only do I believe that Jesus wants to heal your hurt this morning, but I also believe that Jesus wants to heal your heart. Jesus is the healer. Because he not only begins to heal hurt, but he begins to heal hearts. What do you mean by that? The Bible says that your heart is deceitful. Scriptural. And the Bible says that it's never to be trusted at all. But the problem is, is that most people let their heart just run wild and attach itself to anything out there and attach itself to different things. And when your heart attaches itself to different things instead of the right thing, what eventually happens is they find themselves in a world of hurt. Because when you put yourselves in certain situations, you're gonna find hurt. But what happens is that most people put themselves in that place and then find it to be a shame because they end up blaming God for the hurt that their heart is feeling. When you allow your heart to run wild, it'll make you believe things and think things that are contrary to what the word will tell your heart. But thank God that we serve a sympathetic savior who is keen on healing. That which you bring upon yourself to inflict you because of your heart. Amen. Because your heart will always find hurt. 
Your heart will always lead you to the place of hurt. If you listen strictly to your own deceitful ways and what the heart tells you to feel. This is just like the people of Israel. They were listening to their heart. And they found themselves murmuring and complaining about God leading them the way he did. And so thus they found hurt. Hurting hearts happen. But unfortunately, hurting hearts can turn into bitter hearts without any sweet water for anybody. But there is a cure. That cure is the tree. Thank God for the tree. Because the tree is that which cures the heart that has found itself bitter and broken. It's also the cure for the heart which runs rampant following sin and continuing to land in places that are filled with deceit. I believe today that God is ready to heal your heart and bring you back to wholeness. What do you mean? The Bible goes on to tell us about this tree. And it tells us that Jesus bore our curses on that tree. Because the Bible says in Galatians 3.13 that having become a curse for us, it says, for it is already written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Guess what? Your heart feels cursed by the places that you've allowed it to carry you. Your heart feels cursed by where you have brought yourself to. But hallelujah, by the grace of God this morning, that you are going to be healed and brought forth out of that curse because Jesus has already taken the curse so that you can be healed and made whole today in Jesus' name. If your heart is leading you into a deceitful way, Come to the cross, find God's grace, and to heal you right where you are. God can heal you in your living room. God can heal you riding down the road. God can heal you in wherever place you may find yourself. But today, by the grace of God, allow your broken heart to be placed in Jesus' nail-scarred hands so that he can take your broken heart with his broken hands and mend it back together. And because he took the scars for you, he can heal you. He can make you whole today in his precious name. Hallelujah. I would even go so far to say today that if you're fighting off bitterness because of your broken heart, all you've got to do is come to Christ. Come to the tree and be healed in Jesus' name. I believe that God wants to heal your hurt. I believe that God wants to heal your heart. But today, like the children of Israel, last but certainly not least, I believe that God wants to heal your heart head. What do you mean? Too many times we concentrate on infirmities and we concentrate on emotions, but we never concentrate on the things we can't touch or see. Many in the religious circles and many in the church world, when we begin to talk about the mind and we begin to talk about that God wants to heal your mind, we start getting wiggly wiggly in our seats we start wondering, what are you talking about? Because when you begin to talk about the things of the mind, we simply relegate that to the psychologist. We relegate that to the psychiatrist or the counselor or whoever else you want to think that you need to see. But we never think it can be taken care of at 
the cross. The stripes that Jesus bore that we read in Isaiah 53. The cross he endured, the death he overcame so that, was so that you could be healed. And I believe overcome in every area of your life. I've learned something. The, the best place for the enemy to fight you the most is in your own mind. This was the problem with the children of Israel. We see it several times all throughout scripture that the moment that they get to a place where God was about to do something, they go squirrely all because something threw them off and they started concentrating on it in their head. And when they started concentrating on it in their head, they learned to let the head be the, be the controller and it whipped them right there in their mind. Your mind is your battleground. And I've learned something about life, that if you don't battle it in your mind and whip it in your head, then you will find yourself living in the midst of struggle and never able to get out. You've got to whip it in your head. There are some things you've just got to drive out. There are some things that you've got to bring to Christ and let him heal and you drive it out. What do you mean? You've got to settle it right there in your mind. Because the way you're going to be able to settle it and win is knowing that he took the stripes on his back just for you. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. And the way you're going to be able to win is with Christ inside of you and alongside of you and taking his word and allowing it to be poured inside of your life and keeping it in your mind. The problem is we are too quick to medicate, hoping that it can paralyze the pain, only to find ourselves struggling in our minds all because of the hurt we have. We simply like to give you and to place medication on you to calm you down or to regulate some uh, imbalance. Yes, I know that, that there, are, there are things that, that do need medication at times, but let me let you in on this. I also believe that we serve a healing God, and I also believe that God can heal you, your mind, your body, and your spirit. I don't believe that God wants you to walk around unhealed, but I believe that God wants you walking in wholeness and victory, knowing that you can whip it in your head today hallelujah Jesus did not bear the stripes on his back simply for you to never have a sound mind and to never have a peace of mind but he bore that to not only heal you in your body but to heal you in your soul and to mend your mind I believe that because in today's society, we just like to leave it alone. But let me tell you something this morning. I don't believe for one second that God expects you to live another day with depression. I believe this today that God is healing depression. I believe today and I declare in the name of Jesus 
that God is healing those who have felt for years they couldn't break free from the thing that has plagued them in their mind. Sure, we've got a pandemic that is physical in nature. We've got a pandemic running around that, that destroys and is a, a virus that people are passing rampantly. But let me tell you today, I believe that there's been a pandemic in the mind for far too long. And I declare that in the name of Jesus, it ends today that you don't have to go with that pandemic anymore. But you can rise up under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and God will mend your mind and you can break free today and though you felt it for years you can break free you can be made free and you can be made whole today in Jesus name I feel today that God is declaring healing over you to break the bondage off of your mind to bring freedom into your life. And in Jesus' name today, I believe that God is gonna give you the place of peace in your mind. This is your time to be healed. Whether you need a hurt healed today, this is your time to be healed in Jesus' name. Whether you feel like that you've got a broken heart, that you need God to come and show up with the nail-pierced hands and mend your heart back together, this is your moment and this is your day for God to heal you. You may feel like that you've got a bitter soul. You may feel like that your mind needs mending and you may feel like that your soul is bitter because of all the depression and all of the other stuff that is there in your head. I declare to you, I declare in the name of Jesus to come to the tree, to come to the cross, to come to Jesus and Jesus will heal you and he will mend you and he will cast that tree into the bitter waters of your soul and you can go away with sweet living water flowing on the inside of your life. You don't have to go away stagnant. You don't have to go away with no outflow, but you can go away being healed, being set free, and being delivered today in the name of Jesus. You can be made whole.